This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. We're glad you're with us. We're glad you've been with us for the whole show, if you've been able to tune in and listen. If you have missed any of it, any of our discussions, please check out the podcast later today at realpresenceradio.com. You can also find them on the Real Presence Radio app. Just really quick, we just finished up a great conversation with Matthew Leonard, who founded the Science of Sainthood, which goes through video courses and lessons teaching us about the very basics of our faith. So, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, I want to encourage you to visit scienceofsainthood.com. That's scienceofsainthood.com and check out the courses that he has. There's also a free two-week trial that comes with that. And if you're not near a computer, you don't have easy access to your phone to type things in, you can also just text the word SAINT to 66866. That's the word SAINT to 66866. I, I just highly encourage you to check it out. And I loved, I'll just end with this, I loved what he talked about how these courses and learning more about faith takes us from being practicing Catholics to Catholics working on perfection. I just love yeah. the way he talked about that. Yeah, and I, I also found it interesting how the more he learned, the more he read, the more he felt driven to really share what he's learned with everybody. Yeah. Uh, to, to make that science of the sainthood, to make, you know, here's, here's your path. Here's a systematic path uh, in, in order to, to move to a closer relationship with the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. So be sure to check that out. All right, we are going to shift gears now here. We have a wonderful guest with us in studio, Father Paul Dukesher, and we're going to be talking about death. We're obviously getting very, very close to November 1st, which enters us into the month of all souls and the commemoration of all the faithful departed, which we will be celebrating on November 2nd. So, we have deep reflections in the month of November just on the dead and what death means. And so, we thought we would bring Father Dukesher in, who is the pastor of St. Santa Joachim in Fargo, to talk a little bit about this, talk about the topic of death, uh, because it is a reality. We're all going to die. My wife likes to say there's two things that are certain in life, death and taxes. And so, we just want to talk a little bit about this. It's not something that we always want to reflect on, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing, death. And so, Father, thank you so much for being on with us this morning. All right. Thank you. It's good for me to be here, and it's good for me to be back in Catholic Radio Land. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I want to talk about death, and um, what I want to do is this. It's, it's, there's a, this happens a lot in our Catholic faith. If you want to understand something, very often what you have to do is you have to really understand first the opposite idea. So if you really want to understand death, you have to understand life. A lot of people don't understand life the way they should. And I want to make this as simple as I can. When you think of our Lord Jesus Christ and life, how many lives were there in him? Well, there's two. There's the divine life and the human life. That's what we believe about our Lord. When Adam and Eve were created before original sin, how many lives were there in them? There was two. They had their human life that God created, and he created them in the state of grace. This, this, one, this, this created being we call human beings, we were meant to have two lives within us at the same time. That's the way we were created by God to be. And when our Lord Jesus came to save us, he who had the divine life assumed the human nature with the human life. So we all know that when our Lord Jesus died, his human life ended as far as that goes, but we know that his divine life didn't die. 
we make that we 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 just automatically understand that about our Lord, but we don't seem to. A lot of people don't seem to get this about the rest of us that we were meant to have two lives. I'll use the word lives, two lives within us: the human life and the supernatural life, the natural life and the supernatural life, the human life and the share in the divine life. And so, if you don't understand this concept, then the idea of death becomes very scary. Because when people think of death, they're thinking of their human life that comes to an end, and a lot of people end up thinking that's the end. And if they hope, if nothing else, they hope that God will do something with them after they die, but they don't really take much uh, care during this life to make sure that that's going to happen. In other words, you're meant to be nurturing your human, your supernatural life right now. You're meant to be living both those lives right now so that when your human life ends, your supernatural life continues on. It's very possible for us to lose our supernatural life. That's what happened to Adam and Eve when they sinned. It's very possible for us, obviously, now after sin, that we die in our bodies. But we can also die in our souls. See, if you, to understand death, there's two kinds of life. There's two kinds of death. Most people just don't seem to get that. If they do... If a lot of people don't seem to get it at all, if they do get it, it's more intellectual, it's more academic. They don't really, they don't really take it in. There's two kinds of death. You could be walking around right now with only one of your lives alive. It's very possible. What, what you need to do, for example, you go back to Genesis. Just real simple here. Go back to the creation. Remember now, the second story of creation, the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden, Eden, to kill it, to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. We have all heard that many times before. The day that you eat of it, you shall die. Okay, Adam and Eve ate of it. They did not die that day. So what is God saying? In other words, there's a different kind of death he's talking about at that point. He's not talking about their human life. Because Adam and Eve ate the fruit, committed the sin, they realized they were naked, but they didn't die. As a matter of fact, God made the garments for them. We know the rest of the story. They were put out of the Garden of Eden, and things kept going on as far as their human life happened. So when God says you're going to die because of your sin, his primary, his primary uh, way of looking at that is it's not your human life that's going to die primarily. It's the supernatural life. It's the divine life. And see, and then what happens later is, for example, think about this now. Uh, when the woman, uh, so the woman saw the tree was good for food, it was delight to the eyes, and the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband, and he ate it. Then the eyes of them were both opened. Well, that's very different than dying. <laughs> and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons, and then they hid from God. Just think about this concept a second. They didn't die in their bodies, but they hid from God. Something else is going on. And then God says to them, he gets, he gets the snake, serpent, the, the, the devil, and he gets the man and the woman, he starts meeting out the punishments. And he says to the man, look, in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you are taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now that's the physical death, you see. Now God is saying, after it's all said and done, they're already hiding from God. They've already died in their souls. And now God is saying, look, 
It's going to be hard for you. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend that I'm saying this is the way God said it, but I'm using it in my own words. It's almost like God is saying, look, you need to understand what you just did to yourselves. You just killed yourselves in your soul, and you don't see it. You don't feel it. It's hard to tell that this is what happened. It's very possible for people who are dead in their souls to be walking around, walking and breathing and living, and you're going to do that too. But the fact of the matter is, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you die in your bodies. Your soul is going to separate from your body at some point at the end of your life in this world. And you're going to be scared of that concept. It's going to be a scary thought. Because that's going to be a physical experience of what's already happened in your soul. If you're scared of dying in your body, you better be even more scared of having already been killed in your soul. And I dare say that most people are afraid of dying in their body. A lot of people are obsessed with it. They don't want, they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to, you know, they do everything they can to avoid aging and pretending like they're getting old. They don't want to, they don't want to have anything. Their, their family members are dying in the hospital and they don't want to go and visit them. They don't want to go in the room. I've seen it before as a priest. Uh, many people are afraid of death. Okay, I understand that. But the fact is, okay, that's the point. If you're afraid of your human death, of the human life you have, when your soul separates from your body, do you have any idea of how afraid you should be of the death of your soul? There's two lives going on inside of you. And that's why there's two deaths. And we're all concerned about dying in our human life. We should even be more concerned about dying in our supernatural life. Does that make sense? It does. You know, so is the fear is the fear of death because of the unknown or because of the of of just the physical death well it's a little bit of both because we we know of course it, the part of it is the unknown because you know that when your soul separates from your body most people even if they claim to be agnostic they all know they're going to go to god at that point they're going to there's going to be something that's going to happen and it has something to do with this god thing that maybe they haven't paid much attention to so it it for a lot and even a lot of catholics who live basically mediocre Catholic lives, and they, they're, they're fine with it right now, and on their deathbed, everything changes. Everything changes in your deathbed. That's where the regrets come in, and the regrets are all about God. They're almost, most of your regrets are going to be about God and the lack of God in your life. Now, that could be seen in other parts of your life, but that's where, and that's that fear of the unknown, because they don't know God. He's a stranger. He's literally, we're afraid of strangers. We don't, you know, you're in a, you're in a, a, a and you're in a big city, and you're walking along, and therefore you see these strangers. You're, always, you're a little bit cautious. Well, for many people, including Catholics, who have decided that they're relatively comfortable with a mediocre faith, the living God is a stranger. Oh, he, mm-hmm. they know he's out there. He's big. And you, know, and you can say all you want about God is love, but he's a stranger, and they're afraid. So there's that fear of the unknown. And then there's also just the fear of, of human death. Of this, you know, the experience of the pain and leaving others behind. That's that's part of it, but by far the biggest fear is the fear of the unknown. But the the point is, is that what God is saying is, but look at that, look at that. If that's where you are with your human death, have you ever thought about how fearful it's going to be to fall into the hands of the living God, as Scripture would say? When you when you when you come before Him, your human life is dead. And your supernatural life is now dead too. Hmm. But you're very much in existence. It's, it's funny how when you lead this human life, you're still in existence. 
And when you kill yourself and your soul in the supernatural life, you're still in existence. Well, we're afraid of dying in our bodies, but not as many people think about dying in their souls. And that's what we call mortal sin. Mortal sin kills your supernatural life. And that's why Jesus Christ is so hepped up on this. And I'll talk about him in the next segment. Jesus Christ is so hepped up on this sin thing because he doesn't want us to die in our souls. Mm. Anyway, enough for now, huh? Break? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Father Paul Dukesher, pastor of St. San Joachim in Fargo. As Father Paul just said, we do need to head to a quick break. So stay with us as we continue our discussion on death and its meaning right after this. Are all sins forgivable, even suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus said that there's only one unforgivable sin, the sin against the Holy Spirit. Basically, that means dying without repenting. But how can someone who dies suddenly, such as by suicide, have a chance to repent of any sins? Jesus tells St. Faustina that he comes to the soul at death and gives them three opportunities to repent. Regarding suicide, Catechism 2283 says, By ways known to him alone, God offers them the opportunity for repentance. In essence, the only unforgivable sin is not accepting the mercy of God. So to learn how to help your loved ones do just that, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. I like to use the example, what would happen if you only spoke, and you wanted to go to China in 12 years, and you only spoke the Chinese language one hour a week? One hour a week. How well would you be able to speak to the people in China? Horribly. Horribly. I, I don't do well. How about if you practiced it every day for over time, like 10, 12 years? I think you would probably do much better. You'd do much you better. Me. And because you're immersed into Catholic radio, you have the great talk show hosts who are helping us to grow in our faith, helping us to expand our horizons, helping us to understand what we want to learn, and helping us to grow for the kingdom of God. When we're listening to Catholic radio, what's more important than our salvation and our faith? Absolutely nothing. I love using this all the time because, you know, we only practice the faith one hour a week when we go to Mass on Sunday. Yeah, we're doing what the Lord is asking us, but are we expanding our horizons? You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We're glad to be with you this morning. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Good morning, John Clark. John Clark, and we're having a great conversation with Father Paul Dukesher of the Diocese of Fargo about death. And before the break, we had talked about the meaning of death and understanding the lens of death through the lens of life. And, you know, Father, one of the things I think about as we head towards Halloween or All Hallows' Eve on on Sunday is just this fascination in even an unconscious recognition of the truth of what you're talking about as we see, you know, a fascination with zombies and the walking dead and things like that. And, you know, people who don't even believe in God, 
they they become fascinated by this idea of being dead but being alive. And so I want to just continue our conversation as we talk about, you know, life and death and, and understanding the two of, you know, a lot of people just don't realize what's happening when when we talk about either of them and when we get into this conversation about what it actually means to die. Right. See, as a matter of fact, think, speaking of Halloween, I noticed right before the break that I think that was Father Neil Pfeiffer <laughs> that was on your advert. Now, now, that's scary. That's scary. Father Pfeiffer, if you're out there listening, oh, my gosh. Anyway, hello to Father Pfeiffer in Jamestown. Say, you know, so the, the, what I want to do right here is, yeah, let's go into that. And what I want to do now is I want to get to the Jesus part of this because, okay, we've talked about Adam and Eve and how they brought death into the world. They brought that supernatural death into the world through their sin. And because of that, God gave us human death as a physical symbol and sign of that experience. Um, human death, when you think about it, is not the biggest deal to God. When Jesus Christ came to save us, he came to save us from our sins. You'll notice we still die. Everybody still dies after Christ. He didn't come to cure cancer. He didn't come to stop wars. He didn't stump, come to uh, eliminate poverty. He didn't come to save us from dying. I mean, those are all good things, and he wants us to help with that. He wants us to help eliminate poverty, and he, he wants us to work to take this world, dominate it, subdue it, and make it good. Okay, that's all for us to do. What Jesus Christ came for was to save us from eternal death, to save us from our sins, to save us from a soul that's dead and have the chance to come back alive in grace. So, for example, you all know the story about when our Lord... Uh, went to raise Lazarus from the dead, his good friend, and he meets uh, Mary and Martha. And you've heard this before. Jesus said to, uh, I think it was Martha, your brother will rise again. Now, Lazarus had died in his body. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Even if you die, you shall live. Even if you die in your body, with me, you can live. There's two kinds of things going on here. Lazarus died, but he can still live. Then he says, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Now he's talking about eternal death. If you, if you believe in me, you will never die. You'll die in your body, but you won't die in your soul. So even in both cases there, you know, he who believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. That's physical death. But you live on supernaturally. But if you believe in me, you will never die. Or you're still going to die in your body, but you won't die in your soul. Even right, even right there, he's giving... Two, he's, he's mentioning the ways that we can die two ways. He's going to come to save us in that supernatural, that eternal life. And then finally, listen to this now then. So he says in chapter 14, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. I told you I would go and prepare a place for you. And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. I'm going to come and take you to myself. He's talking about physical death. That's what physical death is for a Catholic, a believer, someone who has faith in God. Jesus Christ is coming to take me. He's going to separate my soul from my body. It's going to be the day of my death. It's a good day. He's coming to take me to himself so that where I am, you also may be. I'm going to live with him forever, my supernatural life. 
That's why Jesus didn't come to take away physical death. That's the gateway to eternal life. What you really want to make sure is when he comes to take you away, when he comes to separate your soul from your body, you want to make sure your soul is alive in God. So that when he separates the soul from the body and you die in your body, you're still living in your soul before God and you'll be with him forever. Unfortunately, for those people who will be damned, they're going to soul, their soul is going to separate from their body. Their human life is over. And now they're not, able, they're not going to be able to be with God forever. Their, their soul is dead in God. But they're still going to exist. And this is where you get this idea. And I thought about this before. You know, there's this, I know it, this goes some years back, but I don't know if it's quite as popular, but this whole zombie thing. It's funny how when uh, the devil, the evil one, he takes all the good stuff in life and he perverts it. And there's always, you can always see, you know, in any sin, there's something that's good there, but he'll pervert it. And he'll take something, and so we can even have, in a weird way, our ideas, even if they seem strange, can be intimations of the reality. And so human beings have come up with this idea of zombies, the living dead. I've never watched those kind of, I don't like that kind of stuff. And uh, it's kind of gross, I understand. You know, and people, it's very scary. And it is, this, the concept is scary, the living dead. That's what the soul in the state of moral sin is. Oh, they're, they're living in terms of existence, but they're dead in their supernatural life. And actually, the soul in the state of mortal sin is scarier than a zombie would be. A zombie is someone who's lost their human life, but they're still living. Or they're, they're living dead in a human way. But the soul in the state, the damned soul, is the soul that's dead before God. That's way more grotesque, way more perverted, way more ungodly. And so people that, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, the zombie thing, you know, I don't want to go there. Yeah, you don't want to go to hell. <clears throat> you don't want to go to hell either. Because you're going to be much more gross and much more grotesque that way. So it's like, even this Halloween thing, if you know, I know some people, okay, we don't want to, it, 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 Halloween can become very perverted. But if nothing else, as a Catholic, you can look at that and say, look, there is a reality to Halloween, though. There is a life out there aside from God, and that is scary, and that's, that's gross. Now, let's celebrate All Saints Day. I understand that point, but let's make sure that we're going to be alive in God. We get baptized, we live our life, we grow, we're nourished in the Eucharist, and we're meant to pass from this world to the next and live forever. We start that life at baptism, the supernatural life. If we blow it through mortal sin, we go to confession, we get it back. But the point is, when I die, when my soul separates from my body in this world, where am I going to be with God? And that's the message our shepherds teach us, right? Exactly. So when, whether it be the homily or it be spiritual direction or it be a, a, a message during um, reconciliations, really the intent is to listen. This is your life that you're preparing for, not today's life. Right. The life afterwards. Right. So the Lord God gives the parents, they have relations, they have the child. Now, I want them to have the supernatural life. It was lost to Adam and Eve. Get them baptized, okay? Now let's get them confirmed. Let's give them all the life of the Holy Spirit. Now let's feed them every week in this life. It's a life. You feed your kid three times a day in your human life. You feed the Lord, you feed your soul at least once a week. The Lord commands at least once a week in your supernatural life. If you screw it up, you go to the doctor in your human life. If you screw it up, you go to confession in your supernatural life. It's the same dynamic. At the end of life, I want to, I want to die well. In the end of life, I want to go to God well. Mm. See? I want to take care of my life. 
But this life is going to end. The supernatural life, that's why Christ came. Such an important message. Father, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. We do need to wrap up, but we really appreciate your time and, and being bold to share this message. It's such an important message to share. So thank you for being bold to, to proclaim that. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. All right. Well, if you can believe it, John, we're already at the end of the show. And that means we get to welcome in the golden tones of Eli to give us a preview of what's coming up on tomorrow's Real Presence Live. Hey, don't hype me up too much because I'm coming <laughs> off the tail end of a cold, so the golden <laughs> pipes aren't, aren't quite there as much. But we do have another great show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father Paul Rutten and Heather Carroll coming to you live from St. Mary's in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They'll visit with Todd Mickelson. He'll tell us about the Friends of Chimbote. Then Father Timothy Castor will tell us how to earn indulgences one praying for souls. And Laura, Whit- R- Laura Rutten Woods will talk about creating a family heirloom. All that and so much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's going to be Friday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thanks so much, Eli. Well, uh, I like to do this at the end of the show, and uh, I'll kick it over to you. Biggest takeaway, just nope. one. I'm just going to do one. Just one. <laughs> Every time I've got, like, I walk out of here with 15 takeaways, but I think I think my, uh, my one my one takeaway, Brandon, is that uh, that our formation uh, it really lasts a lifetime and for a purpose, as Father Dukeshire said. So I can tie all four guests into the fact that we're rich with resources and we're rich with people really wanting us to be the best version of ourselves. Yeah, you know, my takeaway is sort of an offshoot of what we talked about at the end, but it's just this idea of praying for the dead. You know, we're entering into November next week, and that's the month of all souls. And and remembering that not all souls are in heaven. There's several souls in mm-hmm. purgatory right now who are preparing to meet the Lord, right? Preparing to meet the bridegroom, but they need that purification in the meantime. And I was just having a reflection the other day of like the reality and the finality of death. Like, what is that going to be like when I take my last breath. And I, I couldn't comprehend it. I couldn't even wrap my mind around it because of its finality. And so I just I just love this conversation about making sure that yes, we're living a good life here and, and living out the faith, but that it's in doing so in storing up our treasure in heaven not in storing up our treasure here on earth. Very good. Thanks so much for being with us. Please continue to listen to Real Presence Radio throughout the day, and we'll see you tomorrow for Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 Central. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.